The Michael Duke Show. I have two guns, one for each of you. Firearms Friday. As Thomas Jefferson stated, it is the right and duty of the people to be at all times armed. To be at all times armed. Say hello to my little friend! I say that the Second Amendment is, in order of importance, the First Amendment. The right to keep and bear arms is the one right that allows rights to exist at all. The right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Not be infringed. Firearms. From my cold, dead hands. Friday. Firearms Friday. Oh, baby, it is. It's Firearms Friday. Your chance to sound off on issues of a... Two-way nature right here on the Michael Duke Show, broadcasting live across the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station, and or FM translator and around the world at MichaelDukeShow.com. Hi. How, whoa, that's like, hi. I'm getting right up in the, right up in the camera this morning. Good morning, and, uh, and welcome to it. How are you folks this morning on this beautiful, crisp Friday morning uh, I'm, uh, I'm up here in the, uh, I'm up here in the interior and it is a little cooler here today than I'm, uh, currently used to. Yes, I will admit it. I'm a little wussy now. I mean, that's just, I, you know what? And I can accept that. I can accept that I, because I really didn't like the cold before I left Fairbanks. And, uh, every time I come here, I'm reminded exactly why I moved away. You know, I mean, it's only four degrees, but, um, it's a dry cold. I don't know. It's just, it's, <laughs> oh, man. It's just one of those things. What are you going to do? Well, good morning to you. How how are you guys doing this morning? Um, it's uh, it's Friday. It's it's Friday. And we get to put a lot of the uh, we get to put a lot of the um, uh, week behind us. You know, a lot of the regular politics and everything else that uh, that that's good. It's. You know, it, it's good. And Friday is the day that we get a chance to talk about the the things that we care about, the important stuff. Uh, in this regard, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, firearms and guns and the Second Amendment and all that kind of stuff and things. So uh, kind of I like to think of it as my weekly therapy session. That's what I like to think of it as. And uh, I'm happy to uh, I'm happy to be here and happy to be part of it with you. All right. Um, so, uh, today, what do we, what do we got? Um, we have got a, uh, a bunch of different stories from around the country, um, in regards to, uh, uh, you know, the second amendment and guns and, and everything else in keeping with the theme of firearms Friday. Uh, and we're going to talk about those. We're going to talk about uh, some of the continuing ramifications from the Bruin case from the Supreme Court. Um, and I think most importantly, we're going to be talking with you, the listeners. I think that's the most important part of the show on Fridays because that's that's what I look forward to. I look forward to uh, hanging out. And chatting with you and seeing what you guys have to um, have to say. So uh, we're going to open up the phone lines 
right now. Uh, in fact, the phone lines are open as we speak. Uh, number to call, 907-433-3150. 907-433-3150. If you would like to be uh, part of the show, you can feel free to uh, you can feel free to jump in on that. Um, and um, we'll talk about anything that you want to talk about as long as it's somehow, even tangentially, connected to firearms and uh, and the Second Amendment, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, no guests today, um, but we do have uh, we do have plenty of stuff to uh, to talk about. And then at the end of the show this morning, we're going to finish up with Willie Waffle from WaffleMovies.com, who's going to come in and give us the weekend roundup, um, the weekend roundup uh, for the entertainment, uh, uh, you know, the news and the the stuff that's coming out on the theaters and uh, that's up on the streams and everything else. And today it's going to be very Christmassy. It's it's Christmassy. We got some Christmas stuff that we're going to talk about, which, by the way, I mean, I don't want to be that guy who's who am I kidding? I love being that guy. Uh, Christmas is only. Are you waiting for this? Christmas is only five weeks away. (laughs) Just thought I'd I just I just thought I'd throw that out there. Five weeks, (laughs) five weeks away, my friends. Um. It's uh, you, you might as well just go ahead and uh, make sure you got all your Christmas shopping done now because it's about to get it's about to get real. You're you're about to run out of time. Uh, speaking of Christmas shopping, uh, what are you doing this weekend? What are you doing? In fact, tomorrow, tomorrow is the big statewide holiday auction. Uh, it's going to be broadcast Across the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station and or FM translator. And it is going to be, um, it's going to be just chock full of good stuff. Chock full of good stuff where you can save thousands of dollars. You can buy things for pennies on the dollars. Things like your favorite, um, you know, certificates to your favorite restaurants or retailers or um, there's some big tickets. I know there's a stove on there. Um, a, a brand new wood stove that you can uh, check out. What else is on there? There's a bunch of other things, um, as well. Um, a snow plow, um, a gas range, uh, a twenty a, a ski do snow machine, um, a Suzuki motorcycle. Um, you can get your whole garage floor done. Uh, there's a there's a big multi use trailer up there. Those are some of the big big items that are available. And of course, uh, all the other stuff as well, uh, auto windshields, uh, axe throwing, uh, helicopter tours, overnight stays, Alaska railroad trips, um, um, tattoos, uh, tickets to the Alaska Concert Association, the Anchorage Concert Association. They got the Blue Man Group and some other tickets that are coming up and are going to be available um, Jersey Boys, um, Banks Alehouse certificates in Fairbanks, Bear Creek Winery certificates down in Homer, um, haircuts, jewelry stores. Man, I'm exhausted already. Tomorrow's going to be a long day. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be fun, and it's all going to kick off tomorrow morning 
um, uh, at 10 a.m. for most of the state. Uh, and then down there on the peninsula, you'll be joining us at 11 a.m. Um, but I think we're going to we're going to cut it a little short tomorrow. We may only go till 2 p.m. So uh, it it's going to be you got to you got to get in, get out, get it over with. It's going to be quick. Get it. Get her done. Come on in and uh, uh, come on in and enjoy yourself tomorrow morning for the statewide holiday radio auction. And uh, it, it'll be it's going to be fun stuff. I'm looking I'm looking forward to it. So uh, we will see you tomorrow morning bright and early at uh, 10 a.m. Be ready. <clears throat> Be ready. Oh, Diamond Center Hotel certificates? Yes, please. All right. A bunch of stuff. A bunch of stuff. Just go to alaskaradioauction.com and you can go preview everything. And then tomorrow morning at 10 a.m., the site will go live and you can just get whatever it is that you it, whatever it is that you want. Alaska Radio Auction. Dot com. That's where you that's where you go to get it done. Okay. Um, oh, and there are some guns and there's some ammo. Guns and ammo uh in the uh in the in the thing. So go go check it out. Um all right. <clears throat> so what's uh what stories do we want to start off with here this morning? What stories are we wanting to jump in and talk about? Uh, I think that there's uh, some some good ones in here. Uh, there's some stories of uh, heroism, and there's some stories of uh, of the unintended consequences of do-gooder action. Um, that's that's, a, that's another thing that we can dive into and talk about. Um, I think we want to talk about. I think we want to talk about this. I think we want to. Whoops. I think we want to. I think we. I think we got it. We got it. This is what we want to talk about. So we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, uh, right after the election, and that was the passage in the state of Oregon <clears throat> of their ballot measure uh, one hundred and fourteen. Uh, Ballot measure 114 is a ban not only on what they call large capacity magazines. I mean, we would call them standard capacity magazines because they're, you know, it's a 30 round mag for an AR or, a you know, a, a 15, 16 round mag for a uh, uh, for a Glock. Um, but they call them large capacity magazines. But in addition to that. There is a, another mandate inside of Measure 114, which is what they call a permit to purchase. Permit to purchase, which means that in the future, after this law goes into effect, that in order to exercise your constitutional right to own a firearm, you will have to beg the government's permission and get obtain a permit with permissions from the government to exercise that right. Now, we anybody who can, you know, string two cohesive sentences together and can actually analyze things, you know, with with, you know, in kind of a logical fashion realizes that that is 
blatantly illegal under the both the Heller and the Broon decision. Um, we've recently seen the Chicago, Illinois Foyd card, the firearms owner identification card, uh, has been um, has has recently become under fire and has now basically been declared unconstitutional because you do not, you should not, and and must not under the terms of the Constitution beg the government's permission to be able to exercise a fundamental right which the right to keep and bear arms is just that, a fundamental right. And a lot of the sheriffs in um, Oregon, where their sheriffs are elected, uh, this is not a appointed position um, or, you know, it's not uh, subject to the vagaries of the legislature, but these are a county-by-county county electoral process of sheriffs. Um, a lot of the sheriffs in Oregon have already said... Um, we're, we ain't playing. We're not going to participate in your foolishness. In fact, right now, we're up to six or seven of the 36 sheriffs in the state of Oregon already saying that they will not um, enforce all or some components of Measure 114. Baker County Sheriff Travis Ash on Monday said that he's frustrated by the passage of Measure 114. Uh, Ash, uh, unlike some other sheriffs, isn't vowing to completely ignore enforcement of the new law, but he said, I have been fielding several questions along with many concerns about the measure. I'm frustrated just like many of you are. I fully expect legal challenges to be filed in our court systems regarding some or all of the components of 114. In reaction to the measure's restrictions on the sale of magazines, Ash wrote, the Baker County Sheriff's Office will not focus investigations on magazine capacity issues. Uh, Sheriff Jason Pollock of Jefferson County in Central Oregon wrote on Facebook, while shrinking, <clears throat> excuse me, with shrinking government law enforcement uh, budgets and increasing restraints on law enforcement, I believe citizens must be able to protect themselves. The Jefferson County office will not enforce 114. Uh, and the strongest note came from Union County Sheriff Cody Bowen who wrote on the agency's Facebook page that Measure 114 is, quote, an infringement on our constitutional rights and will not be enforced by my officer. The officers, um, this measure will only harm law-abiding gun owners and result in wasted time with additional redundant background checks. With no funding from the state to provide additional payroll costs, this will ultimately sacrifice patrol and deputy presence in our community. Another attempt at defunding our police at its finest. To the people who chime in with me picking and choosing which laws I want to enforce and not enforce, hear this. When it comes to our constitutional rights, I will fight to the death to defend them no, no matter what crazy law comes out of Salem. Dang, don't you wish we could have... I mean, doesn't that make you wish that we could have some, uh, you know, elected sheriffs in the state of Alaska? We can't because of the way the Constitution's written. But doesn't it make you just go, huh, that would be, uh, mm. yeah, uh, I mean, I'm, I, uh, man, I love it. I love to see when people, especially those who are listening to their constituents, stand up on this kind of stuff. It uh, really gives me hope gives me hope all right we got more coming up uh phone lines are open if you want to sound off at 907-433-3150 907-433-3150 
Uh, we're also going to talk a little bit more about some of the other in- unintended consequences of Ballot Measure 114, which ought to be exciting. That's up next. The Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. If you missed the show, you can listen to it on your time with Dukes On Demand. Oh, and it's free. Like America used to be. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay. So many things uh, going on. Hey, what are you guys doing? Um, good morning, good morning, good morning. Uh, <laughs> the Blue Man Group in Alaska in December would be referencing some kind of camping accident. Involving hyperthermia, not a percussion performance. Yeah, Blue Man Group. That's going to be some pretty. Uh, that's going to be some pretty interesting stuff. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. Um. All right. Sorry, I'm I'm monitoring the uh, monitoring the commercial break here where I'm at. I don't have all the bells and whistles that I normally have in my own home studio. Ooh. So what are you guys doing this weekend? Is everybody listening to the auction? You should be. You should be. Um, Rick says he watched a couple of videos on Swedish preppers last night. All I can think of when you say Swedish preppers is I see the guy from the Muppets go, You're your gas mask. <laughs> Interesting, interesting. Um, all right. I'm on a hill. It's usually a bit warmer than Soldana. When did you start drinking coffee from a thermos? Oh, I see. What well, I'm just, you know. I'm a little dry. I'm still a little dry in my recovery from COVID. I feel a little dehydrated all the time. Um, <clears throat> so I'm working on, working on that, drinking lots and lots of water and, uh, which most people hate, but I enjoy, although not being able to taste things. I mean, water does actually have a taste, which is, uh, I know most people don't agree with that, but I believe it does. I, t- I taste it. Damn it. Um, Greg's putting a new wood stove in. Dang. That's nice. Should see this new wood stove that we got on this uh, on the auction. That thing is sweet. Um, what else is what else do we got going on there? Stuff from Homer and Tokina and uh, Wasilla. All right. Well, I, I'll just post this in the chat room. You guys just you guys just go uh, out amongst yourselves and and. Uh, 
Burk. There you go. You guys just go enjoy that. Are you at a Russian work camp? Yes. Da, comrade. Russian work camp. Lots of vodka. Um, good morning, Shelley. Um, best tasting water I found Harrison Creek up behind the Axe Hot Springs. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't have to, I don't have time to go there and fill my water bottle, but it sounds delicious. Sounds delicious. Um, there was something I forgot to do. What was it? Oh, I know what it was. I forgot to turn on the timers. So, here we go. Let me get this. How long do I got here? I got 30 seconds here. See if we can get the timers up. Yes, I want to do that. Okay, and yes, I want to do that. Yes, okay. All right. So, I got the timers up now. Okay. You know what it's like. I, I'm always half distracted when I'm traveling and on the road and broadcasting from some other studio because I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not there. It's a re-education facility is the preferred term. All right. Well, uh, I don't know how many of you have not shared uh, the show, but um, shame on you for not sharing the show. Share the show. Like this video. Let's get things going on. Here we go. Well, good morning and welcome back to the uh, program. It uh, it's it's beautiful. It's beautiful uh, here in the interior this morning, and we are ready to uh, we're ready to to continue on our discussions of a two of a two a of a two a nature. That's where we're at today. We're talking about the Second Amendment. We're talking about guns. We're talking about firearms rights. We're talking about stories related to that. And then we're going to be finishing up with our friend Willie Waffle from WaffleMovies.com here um, uh, later on in the program. Yeah, the little shaker last week. I was on the highway. No, I didn't didn't feel a thing. Uh, But apparently everybody else felt it. Um, I didn't feel a thing. Uh, it was the epicenter was about six miles from my house apparently, so uh, uh, but no, we're all, we all made it through. We all made it through. I mean, after the 2018 quake, I don't think I don't think anything can uh, can catch my attention quite that much. You know what I mean? Uh, all right. Well, let's continue on talking about the unintended consequences of do-gooders in the legislature trying to fix things that aren't necessarily broken. And what by that I mean, look, I think, yes, there are bad people that do bad things. There are bad people that do bad things, but there are 
your reaction to them and the way that these people are trying to stop gun violence and stop criminals from it none of it's working and and by its very nature none of it's going to work because they are criminals right but there are more there are more unintended consequences uh over the uh over the uh, uh, passages of bills like Oregon's measure 114. We were just talking about you know some of the some of the um, uh, sheriffs basically saying nope, not interested, we're not going to participate, we're not going to uh, you know we're not going to enforce it. So there's that to begin with. And then you look at the unintended consequences and the explosion, of the number of residents who have been purchasing firearms ahead of the measure's permit to purchase. Now, earlier, um, you know, there was discussions according to the, uh, according to the different people who are analyzing the law, this uh, permit to purchase says it doesn't go into effect until they write the law, but that's not what the ballot measure says. The ballot measure says, it will go into into place um, uh, 30 days after its passage. Uh, but the Oregon State Police, uh, prior to Election Day, were seeing about 850 background check requests on firearm transfers every day, about 850 in the whole state. Since November 8th, the average has been 4,092 per day an increase of 382% since election day. And in fact, the it's led to a backlog in processing those requests that were, it was even higher than the, during the height of the great gun run in 2020. According to the data, the average number of delayed requests, uh, this is from, uh, this is from the uh, KOIN news in Oregon. Uh, according to the data, the average number of delayed requests was close to zero between 2017 and 2020. The number shot up to about 7,000 delayed requests at the height of the COVID pandemic before dropping back to the near normal numbers in the spring of 2022, which is essentially zero, close to zero. The number of delayed background checks shot up again in July when it was announced that enough signatures had been collected to put ballot measure 114 on the ballot. Following the election, the number of delayed background requests had soared to well over 13,000. 13,000 delayed uh, checks. If OSP is unable to complete a background check within 30 minutes of receiving the quest, state law requires that the agency notify the gun dealer and provide an estimate of when the background check is expected to be completed. Uh, OSP said the Oregon State Police said that their NICS fix unit, which is their NICS unit inside the state, is working to process the backlog background checks from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. seven days a week. The only they're only going to be closed twice this year on Thanksgiving Day and Christmas Day. <laughs> they they are literally going to town uh, on this kind of stuff. Um, when the gun control legislation, uh, you know, when 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 legislation like this is about uh, to become a gun control law, it's pretty common to see these kind of spikes in sales. But see, 
there's another factor here in play. Uh, the law, the supporters of the measure say the law won't take effect uh, until the new permit to purchase requirements have been written. But that's opponents argue that the language of the ballot measure says something completely different. The law will take effect 30 days after its passage has been certified. That would put January 15th as the estimated time of enforcement. And it's doubtful that the Oregon state government or the legislature will have completed all the work necessary to put a permitting system in place. So what happens when you need a permit to buy a gun and no permits are being issued? In fact, because there is the law itself has not been written, what happens? Gun sales stop completely. Now, some opponents are even arguing that the effective stop date for gun sales isn't January 15th, but December 8th when the passage of the measure is expected to be certified. In Southern Oregon, Lake County Sheriff Michael Taylor has vowed not to enforce Measure 114 for otherwise law-abiding citizens. He also encouraged gun buyers to purchase their desired weapons as soon as possible. He said, if anyone's planning on purchasing a firearm, better get it done. There will be a huge rush of gun sales in the next couple of weeks as people try to get guns before the measure takes effect. The number of background checks is already high, but it will skyrocket. It's already high. It's 392%. The number of background checks is already high, but it will skyrocket. Whatever background checks are in the queue on December 8th will simply stop. The Lake County Sheriff's Office will not be enforcing Measure 114 unless you are arrested for a crime involving a firearm. So, again, he's like the sixth sheriff to stand up and basically say, no, no. So this has had the directly opposite reaction, I think, of what the group that put this ballot measure on the ballot was looking for. I mean, they wanted to reduce the number of firearms. Their stated goal is um, they want to ban modern sporting rifles altogether. In fact, they're already working with the legislature in an upcoming session to try and ban you know, modern sporting rifles, which is a nicer way of saying what they consider to be assault weapons, right? That's what they're that's what they're working on. Oregonians are buying every gun in the store. I mean, they, they can't, they're buying things that aren't even nailed down at this point. So I think this had the direct opposite of, uh, impact of what they were trying to do. And again, this is the this is the mantra of people who just say we need to do something. When the problem really becomes, well, what you're doing is ineffective. And what you're doing is not stopping what's happening out there anyway, but we must do something, right? That's that, that is the mantra overall. And that's why there's no, you know, that's why you can't find that common ground um, with people out there because they just firmly believe that this is the only, regardless of what the, regardless of what, the statistics or the facts um, or the the logic of the situation is they believe that they must do something to prevent a lot of these things on no matter what it is, even if it's ineffective. And let's face it, most of these things have been ineffective. And in fact, you can go back and look at this most recent shooting at the uh, University of Virginia at UVA, and you can see exactly what happened there? 
the lack of gun control was not behind what happened at UVA. Um, you know, the president and everybody else is they want to push their favorite gun control policies, but it turns out that the shooter purchased two firearms from a, from a sporting goods store in Petersburg, Virginia earlier this year. Um, the store owner uh, said in an email uh, to the USA Today that the shooter tried to purchase on two other occasions, once in 2018 and again last year, and he failed both of those background checks and did not obtain a weapon. He had bought an AR-556 rifle and a Glock pistol on February the 19th of this year and on July 8th of this year. He passed both of those background checks. He failed a background check back in 2018 because he was under 21 and trying to buy a handgun. Then he failed a second check last year because he was facing a felony charge of failing to stop for an accident in which he was involved in, like a kind of a hit-and-run thing. He ultimately entered a plea of no contest, which is a misdemeanor, not a felony. And so then he was legally able to purchase again. So it sounds like, though, working as intended, right? Tried to buy a handgun when he was under 21, denied. Tried to buy a handgun when he was up on felony charges, you know, for traffic stuff, denied. Got all that cleared up, approved. So it sounds like the issue isn't the gun the gun control worked so i mean this is well it's oh, if we just had more gun control what i mean what do you want what what exactly is it that you think could have happened what exactly is it that you think could have been done in a situation like this that would have stopped somebody and he's not the only one there are many many shooters the previous uh virginia tech shooter um, had the same kind of situation. He went and got his, went through the background check, bought everything legally, did everything. What exactly is it that what law would have stopped this? Because first of all, UVA is a gun-free zone. So he already broke that law. Uh, he already broke the law that about not shooting people, right? All these other. So what exactly would have stopped what was going on? What exactly would have made it not uh, attractive to this guy, to this shooter? Because obviously he had to go through all the hoops. He had to get, the, you know, he had to he had to do the things. He was denied at one point, and he got it. So, what exactly is it that you're looking for? I don't know. Um, all right, we are uh, actually got two lines on hold, and but I just looked at the time and realized that I have got to take a quick break. So, uh, my friends, please uh, hang out with us. Don't uh, don't go anywhere. We're going to be back. We're going to take these two phone calls when we return. The Michael Duke Show, common sense, liberty based, free thinking radio. We'll be back with more in just a moment. Regularly heard on American radio. Okay. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Let's go over to the telephones and get some. Uh, let's get to, let's get some names here, shall we? We'll get some names from some folks. We'll start off over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? 
Hey, Michael, it's Fred. How you been over hey, here in Rhode Island? Fred, how are you, my friend? You want to hold the line for a second? We'll be right back to you, okay? I'll be right here. All right, Fred is number one in the queue. Let's go over here to number two. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Good morning. It's John from Kodiak. Hello, John. You will be two in the queue, okay? Right behind Fred from Rhode Island. So you hang out there for me, okay, John? Will do. All right, we'll be back to you here in a minute. All right, Fred and John. Yeah, baby. Yeah. It's funny you guys only noticed my haircut today. I got my haircut on Monday. <laughs> Apparently it's because I uh, now I'm up close to the camera. You can see it all. Um, I have a friend in a lady friend in Anchorage looking for a handgun class. Where do I send her? Send her out to Donna Anthony at Point Blank Firearms. Uh, in fact, send her to the Alaska Radio Auction. Uh, send her to alaskaradioauction.com tomorrow because we have uh, we have handgun classes in the auction. Uh, where is it? Point Point Blank Point Blank Firearms. Um, let's see what that is, uh, right here. Uh, we've got from point blank firearms, we've got a concealed carry class and a basic pistol class. So you can go over there and, uh, if you want her to check that out, here's the basic pistol class, uh, for you to check out there. Willie boink right there. All right. Uh, they also have a concealed carry class in there. Uh, courses in the interior uh, go to um, USCCA. Uh, this is Donna Anthony. She was on the program a couple of weeks ago. She said USCCA has got a list of affiliate um, instructors across the state. You can go check that out. Um, uh, well... It took you this long to comb it? Did you use Brad's comb? No, I, I comb it every day. Guys, you're going to hurt my feelings. going to hurt my feelings, man. Normally, the camera is shooting me from about this angle because I've got a different setup. But now I'm like head on. So it is what it is. Um, okay, Fred and uh, John on the phone. You guys being uh, you guys being your cheerful selves this morning. What else uh, for you got here? Um, your notifications never show up on my Facebook anymore. I I don't. This is why I recommend that you subscribe to my YouTube channel as well because I always go live at exactly the same time on both platforms. And I find that the YouTube, uh, the YouTube notification system is much more reliable than the Facebook one. That's the thing. I mean, Facebook is, Facebook is like trying to decide that uh, if they, re you know, if you really, really meant it when you said, "Please notify me when people go live." Did you really mean it? Because we think you might want to look at this other stuff instead. I mean, that's that's Facebook's problem. Um, in, I see Seattle students are planning a walkout in support of gun control. Seattle students are planning a walkout in support of students not having to go to school. That's what they're doing. That's, that's what they're doing right there. Seattle students. Yeah, sure. Walk out gun control. 
like you 12-year-olds know anything about what's going on in the real world. Good luck with that. Um, um, good morning. A friend of mine went to Minnesota and left two guns for me to sell for him, Colt Commander 45 and a 7mm with a scope, right hand, cheek, wrist, wooden stock. Well, I'd love to look at the Colt Commander, Michael. Feel free to reach out to me. I'd love to take a look at the Colt Commander. Um, nothing for that. Um, my Facebook always notifies when you're on Zuck Must Like the Show. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, oh, hey, I got to delete this. I forgot. Every time I'm live, I forget. Okay. We are about 45 seconds out, ready to jump back into this. And, uh, yeah, Michael, if you want to send me, uh, contact me on the Facebook here, send me a private message, whatever. I'm in Fairbanks this, uh, today and tomorrow, so whatever you want to do. I'd love to take a look at it. All right, my friends, uh, like and share, like and share, like and follow, do all the youtube things on YouTube, ring the bell, hit the icon, do all that. Let's get to it. Fred's up on the line along with John. Let's uh, get things started. The Michael Duke Show, common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Here we go. Okay, are you ready? Let's jump back into it, shall we? Uh, And uh, take some calls now. Got some phone lines on hold, including uh, we'll start off with our good friend uh, Fred, who is all the way out in Rhode Island. He listens to the show every Friday from uh, the beautiful state out there. Good morning, my friend. What's on your mind? Hey, good morning, Mike. Uh, you know, you got two two points I want to bring up today. First one is the uh, you're talking earlier about the uh, you know the, the gun, uh, you know the gun legislation that came through and the sheriff's not going to enforce it. Right in Oregon. And the right. whole thing about issuing permits, you know, the government issuing permits, you know, have to go to the government to get a permit to buy you know to buy a firearm. Right. Well, I've already had that in Massachusetts for a while, and but what they do is they they put a cherry on top. And I'll explain how that works over there. They have, you have to have an FID card in order to buy a long gun. You have to have the, they automatically issue a carry permit. So you have an LTC in the, to buy a handgun, a license to carry. But when you get it, you automatically get a license to carry. So, I mean, it, it kind of goes along with the, uh, goes along with uh, the whole program up there. But it, they eliminate the waiting period. There's no 10-day waiting period, three-day waiting period, seven-day waiting period. All that gets thrown out. It's cash and carry as long as you have the either the LTC or the FID card, the firearms identification card for a long gun. And the uh, you know that's that's how they get around that. And they, they have the assault weapons ban, which is kind of a joke, but it only applies to AR-15. Believe it or not, only AR-15 and AK-47s that the assault weapon ban. You can buy a scar, you can buy this, you can buy that. You can even take an AR-15. And make it a fixed magazine. It's called a fixed ten round magazine where it can't be removed. You have to breach load it, you know, ten rounds at a time. And that makes it illegal. That all of a sudden that becomes a legal legal thing to own. And you have the thing with the uh, the bat you know, the uh, the grandfather clause in it.
prior to 2016. You could you could own it. Anything after that is banned. So it's kind of a crazy kind of a crazy setup over there. And uh, you know I don't know how 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 well that goes. Whether they throw a little caveat in there to uh, you know like they eliminate the waiting period and this and that. And the other right, thing. right, right. As long as you have the uh, the appropriate documentation. And I guess the reason why they did the excuse is it eliminates a lot of the background time check because you're already pre-cleared. Right. If but the, here's sense. the problem. And we, <laughs> Another, we, rather than have to sit there and check each and every one of them that comes right. through an application. Well, we had that and, here and in the state of Alaska. Online today anyway. Yeah, we had that here in the way. state of Alaska with our concealed carry permit. In the state of Alaska, if you get a concealed carry permit, you're what they call NICS exempt, meaning you don't have to pass the NICS check. You just fill out the form and you, it, like you said, it's cash and carry. But see, the problem that you're going to see and run up right. against those laws, like you just mentioned in Massachusetts and other places, is is that it basically uh, you can't purchase a firearm without an FID card, right? You can't purchase it. It's not right. like we're right. just making it convenient for you. It is you must have it, and that's the problem. See, in Alaska, I can conceal carry with or without a concealed carry permit. The benefit of having the permit is that I have reciprocity with other states, and I don't have to wait for the NICS background check. I, I just, I'm NICS exempt, so I go right through it. So it's a benefit, but I don't have to have the permit to be able to purchase it. That's the difference, and that's what's going to be, that's what's going to come up in court, is that you don't have to have the government's permission to exercise a fundamental right. Oh, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, I agree with you totally. I mean, it's just that they sit there and they try to throw these little caveats in there to try to right. sweet, sweeten the deal, Sweeteners, even though they're yeah. sitting there and they're violating everything to do with the Second Amendment and, right. you know, the, the confidentiality. And you're right, you know, they just, but, you know, they sit there and they try these little tricks to, you know, to push it through, you know. The other thing I want to bring up, you mentioned the whole thing about the, uh, you know, the, the Oregon states, you know, trying to push these uh, gun control. And gun control, you know, you sit there and you, you, you connect, connect a couple of dots and see if it makes any sense. You got, here you got, you got a guy like George Soros and Bloomberg, especially Soros, put, put, he dropped $128 million to fund attorney generals in California, New York, uh, Colorado, a few other places around, you know, Detroit, uh, Chicago. You know, the attorney generals who are these woke individuals who go with this no there's no bail, low bail, no bail, you know, catch and release with these criminals, and they just turn them around and put them back on the street so they can sit there and they do what? Commit more crimes and even more heinous crimes than the first ones that they're originally arrested for? And if that makes any sense to anybody, I don't know. But they're private individuals, they're not politicians. And they get away with it on because you know they are the billionaires with a big checkbook and a bad idea. Right, you know, right, right. Are like criminals in, in their own right, even though they haven't specifically committed any crimes, they're facilitating criminal activity as far as right. I'm concerned. You right, know, they're, 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 they're the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain. You know, somebody has to pull the curtain back. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, and uh, you know the whole gun control thing is nothing more. I, I see it's nothing more than a conspiracy by the inside the. International, uh, the international small arms treaty people, to sit there and just try to crush the Second Amendment, which in turn will bring down all the other amendments. I think that's the end. Well, that's it. I mean, Chuck. I mean, tentacles into you. Yeah, it says it right in the. It says it completely from A to Z. It says it right in the beginning of the of the theme of the show. You know, the first, the Second Amendment is in order of importance. The First Amendment, it's the one right that allows all the other rights to exist. People who are anti-gun, generally speaking, especially some of the big global people and, and the elites, they want to be able to tell everybody what to do. 
That's essentially it. They want to be the ones in charge. And the ones that's, you know, what's holding us back from some kind of, you know, overarching plan, again, this goes back to the narrative, is people who are ruggedly independent, people who want to own guns, people who would push back. And that's what they want to eliminate, Fred. They want to eliminate people who would push back. And that's why guns have been this implicit threat for 245 years. And that's why they will continue uh, to, to be that implicit threat. That's what holds the government in check, and it always has. Um, all right. Uh, thanks. Well, you know, let's let, let all communities being led around like a bull with a ring in his nose, this whole thing. They're being steered and controlled and, you know, directed, you know, in, in the direction that they want to push their agenda. And, and for, all, for all, all the wrong reasons, for all the false, all the false narratives that they're following. Right. Like this whole idea, you talk about it, you know, children and uh, the school children in Seattle going out on, going out on a walk on for gun control. Well, <laughs> right. you, 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 who, who is pushing the buttons there? Who's directing? What, you're going to get an A if you sit there and you go out on, you're going to get an F if you don't. And they sit there and they, you know, they sit there and they coerce these kids to play this stupid little game who probably don't understand what's going on anyway. Yeah. No, exactly. They don't, do when they do it. Yeah. They don't you understand know? the details but people of it. believe that it's like, oh, the great savior. You know? Yeah. This is going to be the, the great, the great savior from guns. Well, it's all, it's all <laughs> virtue signaling, right? I mean, that's the bottom line, Fred, is that that whole thing, the things like that, that all becomes virtue signaling. Fred, thank you so much for your call. I appreciate you calling in. It's always good to hear from you. May you have a happy Thanksgiving next week, my friend. Uh, I hope you enjoy your uh, big you turkey. Too, Mike. Okay, thanks so much. Let's go over to John, who is down uh, in Kodiak. Uh, let's see what John has to say this morning. Good morning, John. What is? Uh, oops, let me put take John off hold. Good morning, John. What is? Uh, what is on your? Why will John not come off hold? There we go. Phew. Hi, John. Sorry about that. What's on your mind? Good. Good morning. Hey, thanks for taking my call on the Fred and Mike show. <laughs> uh, to put a bow on everything Fred said, it's it's not about actually the left wanting to take away guns. They want to keep the argument alive. The whole thing with the no bail is more crime, amplifies the left's argument on guns just so that they can get more power. But the point I wanted to call in about today is the guy in Oregon who tried and failed to buy a weapon because the system caught him, you know, uh, underage, had a felony. Right. Where were the teeth in the law that prosecuted him for trying to do that illegal thing? As long as the system allows people to keep doing the illegal things and there's no teeth to actual criminals, you know, it's all a joke. And I don't want any law where there's a registry where the government knows I have a weapon or a concealed carry permit. Once you're registered, then all they got to do is leak the list when they get a red flag law. And some liberal woke nut will call in and say that you were doing something illegal sure. with your weapon. Yeah, no, I mean, you, you make a valid point. I mean, uh, let, you know, we, we know and, and we've known it for years because history shows us that, you know, registration eventually leads to confiscation. And uh, that's why Aaron Zellman for, 
uh, the president of Jews for the Preservation of Firearms Ownership used to say that that uh, registration was the gateway to genocide because historically you saw that in many, many countries, whether it was Pol Pot's Cambodia or the uh, – uh, you know the Ottoman Empire and the and the uh, you know Albanian Christians there and and of course the the Jews uh, in Germany during World War II the registration always led to sure. confiscation which then led to genocide and that is something that we need to avoid. Uh, I do need to clarify the boy that I was talking about that had his stuff denied was the Virginia shooter in Virginia, not Oregon. But you're right. I mean, if we have got people who are filling out. Uh, and, and here's the thing. People will say, well, the system worked because he was underage and he did it and they stopped him. And then later on, it allowed him to buy a gun because then he was of legal age. Well, but here's the problem. The 4473 is very clear. You must be this. You must be of this age. You must be of good sound mind. You must know that you're not any of these things. And you sign an affidavit on it that says, I swear under penalty of law that everything that I've written here is true. Now, I guess if he put his correct age on there. Uh, and that was true, then they denied him for that. And I guess he didn't attempt to in you know deceive anybody, and the system worked. The same thing when he was under indictment with a felony. He hadn't been convicted, but he was under indictment. He admitted it and and, and you know so but you're right, there are many times when people fill out that form blatantly, you know, wrong, incorrectly in an attempt to deceive or whatever, and they are denied a firearm and there's no follow-up. There's no follow-up by the, they, they said something like, uh, there's like 140,000 denials or something. And the number of prosecutions against people who wrote on the 4473 that I am allowed to blah, 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 but they got caught. They're only prosecuting like less than 1% of those. I mean, if you really want to, you know, if, if if this thing is supposed to work, shouldn't you be prosecuting the people who are trying to game the system instead of making more laws to make more law-abiding citizens unlaw-abiding? That's my question. Love your show, Mike. Thanks. John, thank you for calling in and joining us this morning. Uh, out of time. Um, uh, we were out of time. In fact, I ran over the top of the hour on the news. Thanks for coming in and joining us. The Michael Duke show, common sense, Liberty based free thinking radio. Well, that's disappointing. I ran over the top of the news. Oh, well, it'll happen. It'll happen. Um, more phone calls, more phone calls. There we go. Um, Starlink is sending out notices saying equipment is ready to ship early. Wait a minute. What? Okay. Uh, I'm a Starlink early adopter. I'm a, I'm supposed to be in beta tester. Hold on. Star link. Um, uh, let me go over there and see. Uh, here's my order number. Here's my order number right here. Um, uh, your Starlink kit will arrive with your Starlink Wi-Fi router, power supply cables, and mounting tripods. Okay, that's great. Where is my order now? Let's find out. I'm excited about that. Starlink is going to be the bomb. Um, uh, let's see. Anything? 
Dang it. Where is it? Where is my Starlink? I want to know. Um, sign into my account. Okay, I'll sign into my account. Um, I'll have to do. I'll have to do this later. <laughs> Thank you though for letting me know that Starlink is uh, sending out notices saying the equipment's ready. I don't have a notice yet, but I've been on a waiting list for almost two years for Starlink. Um. Uh, the one world order needs our guns gone, is what Kyle says. Yeah. Um, we need to be careful in AK. We are usually a few years behind Oregon and Seattle. The PFD used to be sacred, as was using wood stoves to help heat your house. Peltola is no friend of the Second Amendment. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to have to... Constant vigilance is the or eternal vigilance is the price of freedom, right? That's 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 what's supposed to go. How fast is Starlink? It's supposed to be a gig, it's supposed to be a gigabit connection. That is what uh, that is what I was uh, that's what I was sold on. So we'll see what happens. I can't wait to try it. Can't wait to try it. Can't wait to give it a shot. So we'll have to see. Uh, you'll be proudified and you charge the remainder of your balance three days after you receive your order notification email. Well, I haven't uh, I haven't been charged yet for the remainder of my balance because I put my deposit down. So I guess we'll see we'll see what happens. I can't I just can't wait. I love I love technology. I love technology. Okay. Well, what else? I mean, Greg said he's putting in a wood stove this weekend. Uh, it's supposed to be a gig up and half a gig down, or a gig down and a half a gig up. I think it's been a while. Again, it's been almost two years since I since I signed up for this thing. So um, I signed up back in like early, early 2021. Um, so I, I don't know, Brian. I don't know. Uh, you ought to go over to Starlink and find out for yourself. Uh, Starlink.com. Uh, residential. What's it say? Low latency, $110 a month with a one-time $599 hardware cost. Learn more. Uh, what's it say? High speed, low latency, in motion use, portable use, work and play remote locations, pay as you go, easy setup. Um, I don't want Starlink for RVs. I want regular streaming. On the go, easy to self-install, no contract. Um, uh, it doesn't say how fast it is, but it's high speed, low latency. My understanding is that it was something like a gigabyte down. So we'll see. We'll see what it is. Um, uh, my daughter just got it, says Linda, in New Hampshire, and it's so awesome. She'll be able to make phone calls through it also. Prior to this, both very poor internet and cell phone calls. Um, if Starlink's upload doesn't bottleneck, it's going to be amazing. Um, I'm so sad, said Greg. My Starlink deposit was refunded as I didn't read the email. Always read the email. <laughs> Oh, man. 
Oh, Jim Jim wins the internet today. Starlink is just a fad like horseless carriages and electric lights. <laughs> I love you guys so much right now. All right. Um let's uh let's get things going on. Here we go. The Michael Duke show. Common sense, liberty-based, free thinking radio. Share the show. Let's get it going. I don't understand. Check out. Whoa, buddy. Put that thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the MichaelDukesShow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast. The Michael Duke Show. I have two guns. One for each of you. Firearms Friday. As Thomas Jefferson stated, it is the right and duty of the people to be at all times armed. To be at all times armed. Say hello to my little friend! I say that the Second Amendment is, in order of importance, the First Amendment. The right to keep and bear arms is the one right that allows rights to exist at all. Michael Dixon. The right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Not be Firearms. From my cold, dead hands. Friday. That's my rifle. That's my gun. This is for the Firearms Friday. Oh, baby. Firearms Friday. Your chance to sound off on issues of a 2A nature right here on the Michael Dukes Show. Broadcasting live on the internet at MichaelDukeShow.com, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch, and of course across the state of Alaska on regular old terrestrial radio on this, your favorite radio station and or FM translator. Hello, my friends. Hello. Um, Good morning. An hour two is uh, what we just cracked open. I apologize. I got distracted uh, talking to the caller at the end of the last hour and... uh, we ran over the end of the news. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is what it it's always difficult when I'm when I'm broadcasting not in my own studio and I'm remote and I'm doing different things and I have no excuse other than I screwed up. So sorry. Sorry, we'll try and we'll try and be better. We'll try and be better next time. Next time. Uh Firearms Friday, of course, is the one day a week that we dedicate to uh, the Second Amendment and uh, gun rights and and uh, different um, uh, you know different aspects of the gun culture and firearms laws and rules and everything else. Uh, one of the most important things about Firearms Friday is that we're here to demystify the firearm. We're here to talk about it in such a way that uh, people can get an education. Uh, that we you know we want to educate people and tell them exactly. Uh, you know, get them the info that they need on, you know, firearms and what's legal and what works and why it's good, you know, why you need to, you know, why you need to do all the things that you need to do. That's what Firearms Friday is about, demystifying the firearm. And uh, that's what uh, that's what that's what we're here for. So I appreciate you guys coming in today. Uh, one of the also most important aspects of that demystifying the firearm is answering questions. And so we have a little thing that we like to call. Uh, gun Q and A, which is questions and answers. Anything of a firearm uh, nature that you want to talk about or ask questions about, 
That's what we're here to do. Um, and so um, we've opened up the phone lines, and the number is uh, right here, 907-433-3150, 907-433-3150. We want to say a special thank you to our friends at Satellite West this morning for sponsoring the big radio show. Satellite West, of course, keeps you in contact whether you're in Fairbanks, or uh, all the way down in Yuzinki, uh, or you know, Ketchumac Bay, uh, or up somewhere in the Gulf, up at Nome, or Ambler, or Kotzebue, or uh, Kennecott, or wherever it is that you may be in the state, th- they can keep you connected. They can connect you to the Iridium Satellite Network. And make sure that you can uh, send emails and send text messages and surf the internet and uh, make phone calls and whatever. Satellite West. Find them at SatelliteWest.com. They uh, are happy to connect you and uh, are proud sponsors of the program for today. So thank you to Satellite West. Hashtag sponsor. Um, Okay. What... um, what do we got? What do we got here? Uh, some final stories. Um, oh, and the phone lines are open, as I was just saying. So if you want to call in, we just finished up with John and Kodiak and Fred down in Rhode Island, and we appreciate them listening to the program today and sharing their thoughts. Um, what are some of the other stories that I wanted to... We covered the stories in Oregon. Okay, I can I can close those. I can cover those stories in Oregon. And we can get, uh, we can, we can do all that. Um, let's go over to, uh, oh, the good guy with a gun story. I like it. I like it a lot. You know, they always say, well, it just wouldn't, it just wouldn't work. It's a good guy with a gun will never stop some, a bad guy. Um, uh, that's not necessarily, uh, true. Uh, Target isn't the biggest resale uh, chain in the nation, but it's not a small mom-and-pop operation either. They operate stores all over the country. And one of the things they have in a lot of their stores is armed security. Now, usually as an armed security guard, I imagine you don't have to do much. You know, watch out for shoplifters or something like this. But in Los Angeles, one guard had to do something pretty drastic. A security guard in the Los Angeles Target store fatally shot a man suspected of stabbing a nine-year-old boy and a 25-year-old woman on Tuesday, according to the L.A. Times. The attack happened around 6.20 p.m. at the Target at Flat, uh, excuse me, at Fig and 7th Shopping Mall. The man, described by law enforcement officials as 40 years old and homeless, came into the store, grabbed a large butcher-style knife from a shelf, confronted a nine-year-old, and told the boy he was going to kill him. The boy tried to get away, only for the man to stab him in the back. The man then approached a group of women who were shopping and stabbed one of them in the chest. A security guard confronted the man, tried to use a baton to try and stop him, and when that didn't work, he drew his firearm and shot him. The boy's in stable condition, while the woman is described by the Times as being in critical but guarded condition. Um, It's a good guy with a gun. A good guy with a gun. Now, It's uh, Los Angeles, so apparently he probably had to have some kind of deep special connection with somebody to be able to be able to carry a gun on the job. But what would have happened if this was a smaller store? What if this wasn't a target where they've got the, the, the you know, they've got the money and the wherewithal to hire armed security guards? How many people could have been hurt or killed 
by this madman who just basically arbitrarily walks in and decides that he's going to start stabbing people. Um, I mean, California's got a huge problem with homelessness in L.A. and in other places. But they just don't seem to be willing to address that. But by God, make sure that you 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 need to protect yourself. You know, or you don't need to protect yourself. You need to give the your attackers every break. Don't hurt the bad guys. Whatever you do, don't hurt the bad guys. You will feel morally superior when you allow them to mow down everybody around you. You should not hurt them at all. And that's part of the problem of what we've been talking about. You know, all of these laws, all of these restrictions and regulations, they do nothing to stop criminals. Because criminals, by their very definition, ignore the law and break the law. All you're doing is causing um, average law-abiding citizens to disarm themselves and to be um, more vulnerable. I mean, think about it. You're an average law-abiding citizen. They changed the law. You can't be. You can't carry a concealed firearm to defend yourself. You're not able to do those things. So what do you do? Because you're a lawful law-abiding citizen, you disarm yourself. You walk into a crowd. Some criminal decides that he has had a bad day and is going to break the law and shoot up the joint or do something else. And what good has it done you? It's done nothing but turn you into more of a victim. Because, again, criminals don't obey the law. We were just talking about the the UVA shooter. He passed the background check. He got his guns. He did all that. But then he immediately went on campus, which where it was illegal to have a gun. But he didn't care. He's a criminal. And then he decided to shoot people, which is also, by the way, illegal. And all you're doing is turning more average law-abiding citizens into targets. That's, I mean, it's, it's, it's just heartbreaking. And then when we see things like the UVA shooting, of course, the first thing that it happens is they immediately start calling for more laws because that would have stopped it. One more law would have stopped it, I'm sure. I'm sure one more law would have stopped it. But that's not the case. But here's what kills me about it. That is the story that generates its own, I mean, it gets its own Wikipedia page. It, uh, You know, they're talking about it 24-7. But what's always interesting is how mass murder is apparently only bad because of the gun. Because UVA is getting a ton of attention. But uh, did they? Did you see what happened in Moscow, Idaho, on exactly the same day? Exactly the same day. Four college students in Moscow, Idaho, were killed. Police in Moscow, Idaho, said they received a call just before noon on Sunday about an unconscious person in a King Road residence just south of the campus of the University of Idaho, when they arrived, they found the bodies of four dead students. And they identify these 20, early 20-something students. Why isn't this getting the same kind of attention? Four people brutally murdered on a college campus. I mean, this is the kind of things that, you know, that we're supposed to be 
we're supposed to care about, right? Why isn't this getting the same attention as what happened in UVA? All of the students were brutally attacked, according to the report, with an edged weapon such as a knife, the police said in a press release on Tuesday. Though a murder weapon is yet to be recovered, police say that the stab wounds on the victims indicate that such a weapon was used in the attack, which likely occurred early Sunday morning, perhaps around 3 or 4 a.m. Because, you see, the weapon was a knife. These murders just aren't that big a deal. It's not that big a deal. It's just, you know, it's a knife thing. But if it was a gun, it's wall-to-wall coverage. Wall-to-wall coverage. We're not seeing people standing around stamping saying, we need more knife control. We need more, you know, we need more this. We need more that. No, no, no. You know, we didn't, after the attack on Pelosi's husbands, did we hear about hammer control for the assault hammer? This whole thing is, you know, because it doesn't fit their narrative. That's why. It doesn't advance the agenda of people who hate firearms. That's the difference. That's why you can have two incidents on the same day and one gets nationwide coverage and the other remains a small local, uh, just a local story. With no political implications. That's what happens. It's it's insane. I mean, but you know, you didn't hear about this Idaho thing, right? I hadn't heard about it. But uh, UVA one again, wall to wall coverage, and all the more reason why we need more laws because one more law would have stopped it. Period. One more law. Because criminals, of course, they, I mean, they always, they always do that, right? They always obey the law. All right, we got more coming up. One more segment. Uh, Phone lines are open. If you guys want to talk about anything uh, gun-related, I'd love to hear from you. Give me a shout. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. We'll be back with more in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. We'll return. Broadcasting live through a series of tubes. Allowing all of these uh, entities to provide streaming stuff going on on the the, the internet. Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Sorry. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay. I didn't turn. Uh, there we go right there. All right, now we're, we're now we're paying attention. All right. So what else you guys got going on here? Where is everyone? Um Brian says, I think it's beyond just the firearms. There is a resentment towards people who are able to do it for themselves. It follows the you didn't build that theme or trope or theme of the collectivist. Um, that's true. Uh, I mean, I could, I could see that 
that being able to defend yourself might actually offend some people because they feel inadequate because they know that they couldn't defend themselves. So there's an inadequacy there. I could see that. Um, <laughs> the Peltola rapture occurred. We're the only ones left. Um, let the bad guys out with no bail required to do harm over and over and over and over again, literally. Who's put a big bullseye right next to O? Next to a Cabela. I don't know what's going on. You're a target. Oh, you're a target. You're a target. You're a target. Everyone's a target in a gun-free zone. That's true. Uh, Iridium and Starlink satellites. Laser battles in orbit coming soon. Shields up. I'm all about it. I'm I'm all about that. Brian says he wonders if Starlink will eventually develop phone capabilities. Well, there's already voice over IP. VOIP phones are common these days. Many businesses do VoIP phones. So yeah, it's already there. You don't you don't need you don't need to develop the phone capabilities. They're there. Plug it into your internet and away you go. Um let's see. It was a knife because colleges are gun-free zones. Mm, good one, Kyle. Good one. All right. Um, inferiority complex, the denial of the individual. Yeah, I mean, I think you might be right on all that, Brian. I think that that's it. They feel resentment towards people who are able to do for themselves, and because of their collectivist mentality, they can't even comprehend the idea that uh, people uh you know would be they they just get, they can't even comprehend the idea that that's where that's where people are yeah that's it exactly that's it exactly um okay uh let's see I'm all caught up so what else what is everybody else doing this weekend Greg's putting a stove in, which just sounds like fun. I mean, not really, but, you know. I'm still trying to catch up on some sleep. Oh, man, did you hear that crack? Oh, I'm still trying to catch up on that sleep, baby. Uh, and then we got the big four-day weekend. I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to spend, a, it's going to take me a whole day to rebuild my studio. I'm going to. I'm going to get into there and get started. Start tearing stuff up. Tearing it up. Um, okay. Let's see here. This new studio is going to be crazy. Been here five years and finally going moose hunting next year. I'm torn between a 7mm and a 30-06, but leaning 7mm, am I in the right ballpark for Alaska moose? Yeah, I mean, 7mm will work. 30-06 will work. I took my first moose with a 30-06. 300-win mag, also not bad. Uh, 300 Weatherby, sure. 375 H&H, sure. 308, sure. They all work. Uh, car work, it's a prep work for a tile job in a bathroom. Watch movies, read books, and maybe go on some YouTube panels to participate, says 12th Man. Good for you. Good for you. Get more people to subscribe to my YouTube channel, will you? I need to get to 1,000. So many things. Making biscuits and gravy? Oh, man. That's what I want. I want me some biscuits and gravy. That sounds delicious. Absolutely delicious. I'm, I mean, I'm ready for that right now. I don't even have to wait for the weekend. 
All right, my friends, let's get back to it. Here we go. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Share the show, like this video. Let's do it. Five seconds. You ready? Here we go. Okay, one final segment today before we uh, close things out and go on to our entertainment segment. Entertainment segment um, with Willie Waffle, which is coming up. I'm looking forward to it, all the Christmas movies and stuff. How many of you, how many of you um, are like me? Where there's some years that you really feel the Christmas spirit, you know? Some years you really, you know, you are feeling the Christmas spirit. And then other years you're like, bah humbug. I mean, you know, not bah humbug, but you know what I mean? You're not really feeling it. How many of you are like that? How many of you are like, yes, I, I, and I got to be honest, this year I'm kind of feeling it and I like it. I like it when I feel that Christmas spirit. So I'm excited to, uh, um, I'm excited to hear what Willie has to say because we're going to do some Christmas shows and movies today. So that's kind of exciting. I'm uh, I'm ready to do that. So we're going to be jumping in with Willie here in just uh just a I don't know 10 minutes or so. We're going to we're going to take a break and come back and we'll be uh we'll be doing that. So I'm excited about that. Meanwhile, um we're ready to uh to take your calls for this final segment of Firearms Friday to talk about um, you know, firearms and guns and, and suggestions. There were some questions in the chat room about, uh, you know, good gun for hunting, uh, moose, you know, what should we use? Uh, Michael, who's watching on YouTube today said he's been here five years and he's finally going to go moose hunting next year. And he's torn between a seven millimeter and a 30 odd six. He said, is he in the right ballpark? Either one of those is a good, you know, yes. 30 odd six. Yes. 308, 300 wind mag. Seven millimeter, eight millimeter. I mean, they're all, these are all good, solid rounds. And of course it always matters, you know, shot placement is king, right? But any of those will work, uh, to be able to take down your, uh, uh, you know, to take down your moose with, those are all good. Those are all good answers. Um, uh, and it's, it's good stuff. Um, what other stories? Oh, the other thing, uh, 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 Brian in the chat room made an interesting comment when we were talking about the story there at the University of Idaho where those students were murdered using a bladed, uh, using a blade of some kind, uh, whether it's a knife or a sword or whatever it is, machete, whatever they ended up using. Um, and his comment I thought was kind of interesting because it um, – it delves deeper into the, the 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 background of this, the psyche of people and why why they will highlight and run the story on the the gun murders, but uh, uh, you know mass murder, but not on the knife murder, and why they are opposed to people being able to have their own firearms and defend themselves. And Brian said in the chat room. He said, I think it's beyond just firearms, 
there's a resentment towards people who are able to do for themselves. It follows the whole, quote, you didn't build that meme or trope or theme of the collectivists. It's a denial of the individual. Uh, and Jeremy in the chat room uh, uh, on YouTube said it's uh, that that plays back into an inferiority complex. And I think, you know, that there might be some there might be some truth to that. Because a lot of people feel will feel inferior to those. I mean, you know, there's a difference between collectivists and rugged individualists. Right. And in broad terms, in broad strokes, I would say that people who are. Uh, on the more progressive side of the scale, more liberal side of the scale, have a tendency to be more collectivist, right? They they all kumbaya, it's all about the village and society and everything else. And people who are more conservative are more rugged individualists. And so in one way, rugged individualists who want to take care of themselves and be responsible for themselves offend people on the other side because one it flies in the face of kind of their collectivist attitude of we've all got to do things together and kumbaya and two it also i think i agree with jeremy plays into kind of this inferiority complex of they know that they would be unable to protect themselves or take care of themselves or do for themselves or survive on their own without all of the collectivism that they are so attracted to. And so, therefore, people who are self-sufficient, who are and appear to be individualists, offend them and, and make them feel inferior. And so they want to take that away from people. Uh, you know, why do you carry a gun, Mike? Well, because I want to be able to protect myself in time of need if I need to. I don't want to have to depend on somebody else to take care of me and defend me. Well, that's just not. I mean, it, it, it makes those people feel that inferiority. And so that's one of the reasons why they want. It's like it's like the what was the. Uh, what was the old, was it Reagan or somebody else that basically said, you know, they're all that, you know, communism reduces everybody to the lowest state of everybody being equally miserable or something like that. That's, I mean, that's what we're talking about. Um, I mean, you want everybody to feel, you know, these folks want everybody to feel as apparently as inferior or as dependent on the system as they do. Um, I, you know, I, I, I can see that and I could see that from the psychology of it, but I definitely don't agree with it. I definitely do not agree with it. And, uh, and that's one of the, I mean, it's one of the main reasons that I fight for what I believe in is because I believe that I should be responsible for myself and my own actions. Um, and, and and this has been the biggest difference between the two sides that I've been able to, to see and come up with over the course of my career in commentary and thinking and philosophy and all that, is that that is the biggest difference between the left and the right, is that you have this communal experience, this communal belief, and you have the individual belief, the people who believe that the individuals are by far the most important thing. People on the left believe by far that society is the most important thing. Uh, 
that the village, that the common good is the most important thing. People more on the right and individualism believe that, or who are on the right believe that individual, your individual actions, your individual responsibility are the most important thing. It's why I came up with this discussion about the narrative, right? The narrative is uh, this belief by those on the left that the only way society can move forward is with the direct benevolent intervention of government. Society could not move forward without a benevolent government, which in and of itself is an oxymoron. But you know what I mean? This is their belief. We couldn't move forward on our own. We have to have government to help. Therefore, they join up. They go to work for the government. They go to support the government. They go to do all those things because it is their belief system. That's the only way society can move forward is with the direct benevolent intervention of government. Whereas those of us on the right who don't believe in the narrative are fighting back on that and saying, no, no, it's the individual, the individual rights, individual responsibilities. Collectivism in the, and the narrative also, again, is attractive to many people because then it is the collectivists, it is the collective's fault if something doesn't work out. It's not their own. It's not their own individual failing that did it. It's because the collective and I gave up for this or that, or it it, it alleviates them in many ways of uh, responsibility for their actions. Now, collectively, because now they they believe in the, in that in that communal aspect of it, they can lay the blame not on themselves for things going wrong in their lives or things that don't work out, they can then blame it on the community or on the collective or, you know, whatever else circumstance, or they can martyr themselves and say, I sacrificed this and didn't pursue this because, and it gives them a feel good excuse and a reason to be able to do it. It's not their own personal responsibility. And that's the biggest difference. And so I think you're right, Brian, in, you know, playing back and why people want to take firearms away from people. A lot of it has to do with the fact that they don't want people to be ultimately responsible for their own actions. And this, uh, this creates a cognitive dissonance in them. And they, they just can't, uh, you know, they just can't do it. I, I think that's a brilliant, I think that's a brilliant analysis there, Brian. So thank you. I appreciate that. That it's uh, interesting stuff. Okay, um, that's it. That's it for Firearms Friday. I guess we're going to come up and talk about. Uh, that was deep. Huh? We got deep into that. Let's uh, let's let's lighten it up a little bit. Little Willie Waffle coming up. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. Here we go. Suppository. The Michael Duke Show. Okay. All right. So profound, says Christine. Well, I don't know if it was profound, but it's an interesting discussion for sure. Um... 
Uh, let's see. Now I'm going to have to go to Sportsman's this weekend, says Mike. <laughs> Lots of good advice. Lots of good advice. Oh, oh, goodness. Crunch, crunch. Oh, crunchity, crunchity, crunch. Okay. Um... I was putting new ribbons on my property markers a week ago, and two great big ones jumped out of the older bushes and ran away, scared the hell out of me and my dog. Oh, I know. I walked out and let Terry's dog out the other morning um, before the show. Or no, before I was leaving. I was leaving leaving the house after the show. And um, I let her out, and then I put her back in. I got something. I walked back out, and I hear this crunch, and I look over, and like five feet away is this giant mama and two babies chomping on the tree right next to my front porch and uh, i'm like oh okay hi guys (laughs) they're just like oh man it was shocking oops hey right there i'm glad the dog wasn't out there that second time um okay what else we got here anything else anything else Exactly. Look at the gaslighting of the COVID idiot era. Yeah. No, I mean, that's exactly it. It's it's the collect. I mean, this goes back to this whole idea of. Um, well, I, I don't have time to get into this. There's the, the whole thing idea of not having common ground on the gun debate. You know, if you're not trying to change, if you're not trying to change gun violence, then you're complicit in the violence kind of thing. That's the kind of idiotic kumbaya communal ideas that that it just pissed me off because it assumes that somehow that it assumes somehow that everyone in the world agrees that gun control is the only answer and if you're not agreeing then you're intentionally complicit in the violence kind of thing and again that's that kind of collectivist thing of you are all responsible together instead of individual responsibility for what's happening right that's the, the individual responsibility for what's happening is it, it just throws it out. It, it, it gives you a free pass, gives you a free pass to blame it on somebody else. Um, it's uh, anyway, it's, it's crazy. Um, ba, 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 ba. That's it. Now I'm going to have to go look at my Starlink stuff. Um, get any other did i get any other emails no i got it i'm all good starlink uh yep there you go um you're currently on the wait list for starlink starlink yes i am currently on the wait list thank you all right we'll see what happens here i'm gonna be watching watching closely I, mean, I can't wait. This thing should be awesome. Um, I should have probably, uh, quite honestly, I probably should have bought the, um, I probably should have gotten the travel link one for um, the RV sized one. But they say you can travel with this one. They say it says, I mean, it says right here on the thing, travel with Starlink. You can take the same high speed, low latency they have with you to any location and add portability. You can just, Take it down and put it up. You, so, I mean, they're, 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 and that's the home kit. I, I could do that. 
anyway um starlink's new flat high performance design for in motion in motion use is now available so you can even do it while you're moving in your rv although i it's not something that i would plan on doing but i like it i like it a lot okay so we are about uh 60 seconds out here i'm waiting for put my phone up here got it connected so we get willie waffle wafflemovies.com ready to go here on the uh jump and uh oh bacon and cheese i just want to be able to taste bacon bill please bacon bacon that's right that's what i want bacon and cheese um all right we're gonna jump back into it don't forget uh no this is i'm traveling today i'm in uh, i'm in a i'm traveling i'm in fairbanks i'm using somebody else's studio so that's we'll be back on monday their eskimo libertarian will be back on monday all right you guys ready yes let me buzz this right here Willie's calling. All right, we got to go. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Mm, let's do it. Okay, well, I guess we're here. It's the end. It's the weekend. Uh, we're ready to do our thing. We're gonna uh, we're gonna talk with our buddy Willie Waffle, wafflemovies.com, to get the weekend movie review. Uh, we got to get into this because there's a lot of stuff happening out there, and it's been pretty crazy. Good morning, my friend. How are you? Oh, good morning, man. The holiday season is a rocking and a rolling, and everything is coming out somehow. It's in a theater. It's in streaming. Heck, they'll probably put it on the, the wall next to your house just to get you to watch it. <laughs> just to do it. They just want to get you to do it. All right. Well, let's. Uh, we'll start off with some news. Um, I guess uh, we'll start off with the the giving news since it's the holiday season here already. Uh, Jeff Bezos uh, is uh, giving away money like it's free, um, and he's giving it to some good causes, including our old friend Dolly Parton. Yeah, this is kind of a cool story. So so Jeff Bezos, the guy who is Amazon.com, has this charitable uh, organization that gives money to people who are setting an example with their philanthropy. And this year, it was Dolly Parton who has been granted $100 million to spread around to all of her favorite and most cherished uh, cherished uh, 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 charities. Right. So, you know, you know, she's got the Dollywood Foundation that, that focuses on, like, education and poverty relief. She's got the Imagination Library that provides books to kids across the globe. So there's going to be a lot of good stuff happening. Thank you, Dolly Parton. Who says money can't buy happiness, right? I mean, this is, <laughs> this is going to help a lot of people. I, I think that's a cool thing. I mean, yeah. I love to see that. I think that's a, a people are going to love it. Well, and, and it buys a lot of positive PR for Mr. Bezos uh, at a time when Amazon's laying people off. I Did I say that? <laughs> did I say, did I say that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 100 million, or I could keep these employees. And, no, I'll just give the money. <laughs> All right, that's fine. Uh, speaking of hot stories, uh, I heard about this the other day and oof, Jay Leno, of course, uh, from the tonight show, we know, we know he's a gearhead from way back. I mean, this guy loves his cars. He's got all these different ones, 
Well, he had a little incident in his own private garage and uh, some I, just some crazy stuff. Oh, yeah, this was a horrible story. So, like, on Monday, the story emerges that Jay Leno had to cancel an appearance, which is so unlike him. And it was because he had a very serious medical condition. Well, nobody knew what it was. Well, they announced a little bit later in the day that Leno was working on one of his prized cars on Saturday, this, this 1907 white steam car. And there was a gasoline fire, like, like the gasoline sprayed on him and it ignited and, and he suffered third degree burns to his face and he's, yeah, he's got to be in the hospital for at least 10 days. Uh, He probably is going to need skin grafts to help him out. Now the, the upside is there, there hasn't been an impact on his ability to see or to smell or to hear or anything like that. So we, we wish him a, a, a healthy recovery. He thinks he's getting out of the hospital 10 days and then going back on the road. I think it might be a little while. <laughs> of course, the big question is, did the chin survive, right? I mean, that's the, the thing. Did the chin survive? Chin uh, was not touched, it, baby. It, all right. That's that's the good stuff. <laughs> well, we hope he's we hope he's okay. I mean, you know, gasoline, that is such a man, a gasoline fire is such a scary thing. Uh so I'm glad to hear that he's uh you know, getting the proper care and everything and uh this is what ha- this is why you should never smoke in your garage while you're working on your car. Uh, not that he was. I don't know if he was or not. <laughs> no, I don't know what the spark was, but like you know, it sounds like you know he was working on something, and and the the gas kind of sprayed around, and then there was a spark because well, he's using wrenches and metal on metal, and he probably like hit something and caused the spark. Yeah. Well, and when yeah. I I'll be honest, when I first read the story and I saw that it was the 1907 white steam car, um. I thought maybe the, there'd been a steam explosion because that's also right. very deadly right. and can cook you like no tomorrow. Uh, so, I mean, I guess I, I don't know which one would be worse. But anyway, I'm glad to hear he's going to be OK. And uh, and, uh, you know, we'll we'll see what uh, we'll see what comes of that. Uh, all right. What else we got here? Um, oh, uh, Timothy Chalamet, who's one of my favorite young actors. He's the kid who played. Um, uh, uh, Mosul in um, in Dune, uh, the new Dune movie, yep. and uh, he is uh, apparently too sexy for movie premieres. Period. I mean, that's it's official. It is a known fact. It is known. Apparently, that's right. Timothy Chalamet is a walking, talking riot, ready to happen. See. He's supposed to have a, a big premiere of his new movie, Bones and All, uh, in Milan, Italy. And the police said, uh, this is getting out of hand. Like, a lot of people were gathering. Like, like, like many, many, many thousands. And uh, I don't know if you know this, but they were frenzied young female fans. And uh, the police said, this is not going well. We're shutting you down before something bad happens. So this premiere is supposed to supposed to be tomorrow, right? I mean Saturday, well, right? This, well, this or happened. This happened uh, this last, Saturday oh, earlier. This last week. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. This so last week, they got yeah. there. The police were like, "These people, it's like a frothing. It's like a feet. It's like a shark frenzy. It's like hammerheads and blood in the water. That's we right. can't let you come out on the street because we can't guarantee your safety." No, and, and and I will tell you that I will tell you from personal experience, this is a scary moment. Okay, the scare the wait scariest moment. Well, wait yeah, a minute. No, you, wait a minute. You, you, wait. You're gonna love. Yep, okay. Yep, right, go, okay. Ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Go the, ahead. The the scariest moment I have ever had in my professional life was I was the MC at a promotional event for the Twilight movies, and I had Eddie Gathegi. And uh, and and uh, Jamie Campbell, who's now Vecna on uh, Stranger Things, and there were 
God, I want to say 2,000 young ladies in this mall. And when they walked on the stage next to me, I saw the crowd move towards me. And I thought, this is how I'm going to die. <laughs> okay, so, I mean, so you were sharing this wave. thing. I was just thinking yeah. Willie Waffle has experienced this. And then I realized, oh, it must be somebody else. <laughs> no, but it was somebody else. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, no, I mean, people, you know, people individually are great, but people in mass are sheep. And when you see something like that going on, you're like, oh, no, oh, oh, no, oh, this could yeah. be bad. Oh, but it was a wave of humanity. I've never seen anything like it since then. It's just like all of a sudden you saw the whole crowd just shift forward. And I thought, this is it. Uh, well, I mean, I guess it's good to be Timothy Chamalet, uh, Chamalet. Yeah. I mean, you know, I guess it's it. Uh, I guess it's good for him. So congratulations, my friend, for being too sexy for your own movie premiere. Uh, all right, uh, let's get to the uh, let's get to the films and the streams and the and the movies in the theaters and everything else. It's very Christmassy. It's very Christmassy, uh, and I'm ready to talk about that. Uh, hit me with what you want to do first here. You know, let's let's get spirited out of the way. Now, this was a movie I was excited about. It's on Apple TV Plus. It's in a limited theatrical release. It's a twist on a Christmas carol with Will Ferrell as the ghost of Christmas present, desperately trying to redeem the very unredeemable Ryan Reynolds. Okay, I've seen I have been bombarded with commercials for this. Over the last week, um, I don't usually watch commercial TV, but I've been watching this one series of British shows that I can only get on a service that has ads. And so like every ad break, it's spirited. It's like, I mean, it's just insane. Uh, but it, I mean, it kind of looks good. I've been kind of getting excited about it, even though I don't have Apple TV. I'm trying to figure out how to pirate it. But I mean, you know, <laughs> I was like, I, this looks pretty good. So what say you? I mean, I think it has some good moments. I mean, you know, first of all, it's a musical, and I don't really think it has to be. I mean, the, the, the songs really do feel like they've been tossed in rather than helping us advance the story, okay? Uh, I think that sometimes it's a little too smarty pants for itself. You know, it's a little 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 smirky at times, you know, a little too cool, too, a little too hip for the rest of us. But when it drops that veil and it drops that, that kind of disconnected irony, right? and it's more traditional, that's when it hits. Oh. So I'm going to be like two waffles out of four. Oh, only two, really? Uh, so some yeah. some disappointment. I mean, what what's what? Yeah, some disappointment. I uh, you know I think that uh, you know I like where the story went. It took a long time to get there, you know, and and I just think that you know. I maybe I like my holiday movies a little bit more traditional. Uh, you know, I think there needs to be a little bit more heart and soul to this movie. Not that it doesn't have it. Don't get me wrong. Just maybe not it, enough. It just it doesn't have enough, and and I think it's it just thinks that it's a little smarter for the rest of the room than it really is. I, when I saw the rushes and uh, the previews, I thought this. You know, I I kept thinking back to Scrooge, right? Bill Murray and Scrooge. Yes. Exactly and, like that. And Bill Murray, but but that movie does have a lot of heart, and it's really kind of a fun yep. movie. I really enjoy it. So how does it compare? I mean, give me an apples to apples comparison. I mean, which one's better? Do you think? Scrooged is better. Okay, Scrooged is better. All right, so yep. two waffles on Spirited, but you got to have Apple TV Plus or in some you got to be near some theater that's going to actually play it. Uh, which yep. I guess we'll see it next year or something. Uh, okay, uh, what else we got? Christmassy, Christmassy. How about the Santa Clauses, a new Disney Plus series? <laughs> yes, that's right. Tim Allen is cashing in, baby. He's like, remember that 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 those uh, movies we did back in the '90s where I was Santa Claus? Well, darn it, let's do a whole mini series. And uh, so this is like a six episode series leading into Christmas. 
where Tim Allen has decided that it's time to retire as Santa Claus and he has to find a new replacement. Well, that's kind of cheesy, Tim. You've only been doing it for 25 years. That's just not, I mean, that doesn't seem like a long <laughs> run. Doesn't seem like a long run. It does not. Uh, it does not. <laughs> yeah, I saw bits and pieces of this, uh, little, little, uh, little shots of it, but I haven't seen like full trailers and stuff. Um, and the Santa Claus was always, those were really some good, solid, I thought some good, solid movies. My kids enjoyed them. We watched them many times. What do you say about a six part series? I mean, what, what is it? Does that make it better? Does it make it worse? What do you say? No, it does not make it better. I mean, it, it's kind of corny. It's really made for kids. They're leaning heavy on the nostalgia that you have for the first few movies. And, and again, I'm going to go to that. I don't feel like I'm seeing enough heart and soul, especially for those movies, which had it in spades. Let's right, remember right. that. Oh, yeah. Tons okay. Of, yeah. Yeah. So I think it needed to be better there. Now, they, they've only let us see the first two episodes. There's four more to go. Let's see if they win us over in the last four. Although I have to say, it's a little obvious where the story's going. I'm going to say one and a half waffles right now. One and a half waffles for the Santa Clauses. The Santa Clauses, which is a six-part series on Disney Plus, all right, well, again, Tim Allen, at least, is paying the rent, so I guess that's uh, the important part. All right, uh, so Ralphie. Ralphie is back. We talked about this here a few weeks ago. Yeah. But, uh, and, of course, I made the admission then that I'd only seen a Christmas story like twice in my entire life. It wasn't something that I normally watch for Christmas, which I know is heretical to most people, but it was just not one of those movies that we ever watched growing up. And uh, I, so maybe, I don't know. Uh, so this is the Christmas story Christmas. Yeah, this is this is set in the early 1970s where Ralphie, played by Peter Billingsley, wants his family to have the kind of old-fashioned Christmas he used to have because how do I say this? They have to go home for Christmas and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> and home. uh yep, they have to go home and uh you know, it, it is it is desperately trying to just remind you that this is based on a Christmas story and you like a Christmas story because you've been watching every year for like the last 20 years. And, you know, and, and it really is kind of playing in. We're bringing back all those characters. We're seeing what has happened to them as they've grown up. Right. We're seeing a lot of parallels in the story. Why there are bullies involved. There's a dare. Matter of fact, a triple dog dare involved in this movie. They're they're bringing it all back, baby. There's a trip to see Santa Claus. I mean, it's all there, all right. And and some of it works, and some of it is kind of obvious. And I am going to say two and a half waffles. All right, okay, all right. Well, again, not really my cup of tea, but I mean, maybe it could be. I guess we'll be watching that on HBO Max, right? That one's on HBO. HBO Max. Max yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, finally, we come to the movie in theaters, and I got to be honest, I've been watching the trailers to this, going, "What? What? What?" <laughs> right, like, right, I'm right. like, this, this, what? Uh, from the, I think this is from the director of Knives Out, isn't it? This is, uh, uh, uh I don't believe so, okay, but I can't right. remember who it is. Uh, anyway, <laughs> it's called The Menu. Ralph Fiennes yes. is a world yes. famous chef and this is, uh, woof from what I've seen. Oh, he is going to teach a lesson, a lesson to all the pretentious foodies who are out there. And they're about to have, yes, the most shocking night of their lives. They've all been personally invited to his isolated island restaurant where you can only get to it by boat. And he's got a four-course menu mm -hmm. of lessons. Of lessons. <laughs> lessons. 
Uh, I mean, this has got a pretty big cast in it. I mean, this is a pretty, pretty broad, big, and it looks like pretty intense setup. I mean, oh, yeah. it's like uh, kind of horrific, but in that dark humor, horrific from what I saw in the trailers. That's exactly what it is. It is a dark comedy. It is a biting satire. I mean, they are they are setting the foodie world ablaze. The imbecilic rich people, you know, the 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 people who really don't appreciate the food, but they go for the scene. You know, you got the people who think they know everything about the food, and they really don't. Uh, <laughs> you know, and and so you know, and and you know, people who just want to be seen. So you got like John Leguizamo playing this washed up actor. You've got Janet McTeer playing a food critic and uh anya taylor joy who just happens to be invited along with nicholas holt who thinks he's mr foodie and uh she becomes kind of our surrogate our normal person our working class person who's reacting to all the craziness around her exactly the way you should if you have sanity <laughs> all right negative one to four waffles on the menu I'm going with three waffles. It's good. It's good. All right. It's good. All it's right. good. I think it gets a little bit too much like a horror movie towards the end, but it's still pretty good. All right. Willie Waffle, WaffleMovies.com. Off next week. We will see you in two, my friend. Thank you for coming on board. And we'll be talking about Violent Night in two weeks. Oh, man. I can't wait. All right, folks. Out of time. We'll see you on Monday. Have a great weekend. Man, we still didn't have enough time. I wanted, I mean, I really. I'm sorry. No, no, I really wanted to dive oh. a little bit more into the menu and then talk about yeah. that night. But, I mean, because I was watching this, and I guess the reason I said it reminded me of Knives Out because kind of that frenetic yes. back and forth and back and forth. And it just, it kind of reminded me of that in the trailer. I love Ralph Fiennes. I love some of the other actors that are in there. And it just looked like this was kind of one of those nail biters that just keeps you going. Yeah. Well, and, and the thing that gets me is like, you know, they, they try to build up like there's almost like the, a cult around this guy, you know, like all these workers are there because they just will do anything to work for this guy. They live on the island. They sleep on the island. They're all they do all day long is prep for the service that night. And then they cook that night. And then they go to bed and they do it all again tomorrow. And, you, you know, and, and the whole idea that, you know, they're just so enamored with this guy who, you know, yeah, he's a good chef, but he's just a chef. I mean, right, he's not right, changing right. the world. Right. You know, so so there's part of that in there, uh, you know, and it just, you know, the food he brings out, it's just, it just gets more disgusting and more disgusting. <laughs> oh, man, I can't, I really can't wait. It's in theaters now, though, right? Not on streams yeah. yet. Yeah. Yeah. In theaters now, in theaters now. And uh, yeah, it's just, it, it it's really uh, a, good, a good satire, a really good satire. Now, uh, there is a new Knives Out movie coming. Yes. The Glass Onion or something or what? Is, yes. Is yes. That, yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's that's the sequel to a Knives Out. It's called Knives Out, uh, a Knives Out movie, Glass Onion. And Netflix is doing something really unique with this. They're going to be playing it in a bunch of AMC theaters starting next week during Thanksgiving. They're going to play it for a few weeks, and then they're going to put it on Netflix closer to Christmas time. Okay. Okay. I mean, I'm down with that. Knives Out was amazing. I love that. It was so I much, love Knives Out. It was so much like some of those old whodunits, Clue, and some of those other ones. I just really, really enjoyed it. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that as well. Uh, you said you had something, a, a, a revelation, a new... Oh, uh, oh you, you did, yeah. What was it? Little story broke um, yesterday, late in the day. Um there is going to be a remake of the movie Bullet, the big Steve McQueen movie. Now, oh, wow. you're, yeah, you're net. Your my first reaction was, I don't know if you want to remake it. Yeah. Well, 
it's going to star Bradley Cooper and Mr. Steven Spielberg is involved. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All, all, right. all of a sudden, this sounds a lot better. Yeah, it does sound a lot <laughs> But again, can we just get new stuff? I just want new, I just want new movies. Yeah. But, you know, new stuff I, would okay. be kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. All right. That'll be good. And then, of course, Violent. Violent oh, Night. I just can't wait. David Harbour. David Harbour. Oh. Demented Santa Claus out to kick some booty. To save a little girl on Christmas night. I laugh every time I see the trailer for this. I laugh so hard. I cannot. It's wrong, but I just can't wait to see Santa. Get... Now, you know, the one I didn't see is bad. Was it bad Santa? No. What's the one with Mel Gibson? Um, oh, God. Oh, I know which one you're talking about. That is a crazy movie. Yeah. I have that, not... that is a crazy. Yes. I have not seen that yet. I, I told okay. my wife, I said, I want to watch it this Christmas, but now we're going to have Violent Night as well. So. I mean, you know, you got to have with the White Christmas and, you know, and uh, It's a Wonderful Life and Miracle on 34th Street and then Violent Night. Because, you know, why not? Why not? <laughs> why not? You know, I, I just I think the one liners are going to be classic for oh, years yeah. to come. Peace on Earth. Here's a piece for you. Uh, it'll be. <laughs> It'll be fantastic. I can't wait to do it. All right. Well, uh, so we know what we're going to be doing in two weeks. Uh, Willie actually taking some time off, which I envy him for. But uh, good deal, my friend. I appreciate you. Thank you for coming on board. And I hope you have a happy Thanksgiving, a great turkey day. Well, thank you. I'm really looking forward to it. I hope you guys have a great one. Please do not eat too much pumpkin pie. I yeah, no, I will not make that promise. Is that is that possible? Is it? I don't even know no, if it's physically. It's not possible. possible. I mean, I'm I'm just going to take a pumpkin pie with me to the movies and eat the whole thing while I watch a movie. Hey, that's uh, sounds that sounds like a good movie. Actually, I don't care what you're watching. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a good movie right there. All right, my friend. Well, it's good to talk with you. Thank you so much. We'll see you two weeks. All right. See you then. Have a great week. Uh, have a great weekend and a great Thanksgiving, folks. We are out of time. I'll see you on Monday. I uh, I got nothing else. Got nothing else. I'm I'm leaving. I'm leaving your sweet lips. We're on our way out. We will see you Monday. Have a great weekend. Uh, enjoy enjoy yourself. We'll see you. Have a good one. shed our terrestrial radio skin and now we are slimy lizard internet people it's the michael duke show